Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all as young people are like, we have this idea of, oh, there's this sort of a genius idea where there's the protege that just picks up music in a heartbeat and they're just this like wicked genius at music or whatever it is. And so we're all searching for that place of genius that we have. And we each have different places of genius, but I don't think we realize that it requires effort and work to develop those geniuses. We're super passionate about passion because this week, Al and I are chatting about the important feelings of our heart as we work toward finding empowerment in this adulting journey. Research and our experience shows that this is a crucial subject since the feet will tend to follow wherever your heart goes. The Graduate Project, a success guide for parents and new adults, deals with this subject and much, much more in our four-step success formula. This exciting new book is arriving soon, so keep an eye on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now YouTube at Power Adulting for more info. This is the Power Adulting Podcast, where we are hunting down the experiences, struggles, and golden nuggets of wisdom from our helpful guests. Stay tuned for an exciting weekly adventure that uncovers practical tips, tools, and tactics to get you from stuck in the muck to smashing your way through life's toughest roadblocks. Hello, hello. Today we are digging into the idea of passion. I think a lot of us want to find our passion in life and we're searching for this golden nugget that's out there somewhere and we're all just wandering aimlessly until we find it. And we wanted to discuss today a little bit about passion and how important passion is, but that there's also an additional layer that goes on top of passion. And this is all coming from our book that we're doing the final steps of putting it all together. So we're just diving into these important topics that we are passionate about and we want to dig into this whole idea of passion. So Dave had a few questions that we wanted to address. Yes, passion, passion, passion. It's going to be exciting, but not in that romantic way. We're going to be talking about other passion. You had this great quote that we put in our ultimate go grad uh, roadmap, and uh, it said, Confucius say, chose a job uh, you love and you'll never uh, do a day of work in your life. I'll restate it there. Choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. And I think that's the dream that all of us have. But I think this same idea applies to personal growth. And the way I interpreted it was that adulting is about reframing these ordinary mundane things that the the things that we keep doing every single day and figuring out what of those things actually bring us joy, which of those things we're actually passionate about. Are you passionate about going to the gym? Are you passionate about the meal you cook for your family every night? Are you passionate about cleaning? What is that passion? And Turn that into a superpower, harness that passion so that you can enjoy the things that you're doing. So instead of feeling like all this work is drudgery, like you're just, oh my gosh, I have to do this again and again and again, figure out what it is you're passionate about and make it the highlight of your day. Make it something that you are looking forward to, something that you get to complete and you get to remember as, I don't know how to explain it. It's something that, you know, you can pat yourself on the back 
at the end of the day and be like, I did this. I am super powerful. I can do this. And by doing that, we are allowing ourselves to, instead of work in that mindset of the negative mindset that a lot of us feel as we work each and every day, I can think about back when I was at Trader Joe's and there were definitely a lot of things at Trader Joe's that I didn't like doing. I didn't love being up at the register. I felt like standing up at the register was just so boring for me, but I was passionate about the section that I worked it at Trader Joe's. I did the ordering, I did the organizing. And so by figuring out what my passion was in this mundane job, right? But I found out what I was passionate about in that job. I was able to use it as my superpower. And that's what I could always fall back on. I was like, okay, I'm having a terrible day, but at least I have this section that I'm in charge of that I can go make beautiful. And I can feel so proud of myself at the end of the day, because I am passionate about this section that I'm in charge of, even though it's not a lifelong passion, it's not something that now that I'm off of Trader Joe's that I'm, you know, I'm just going to go organize every section of every store, the nuts and dried fruit. (laughs) You're not still thinking about that. (laughs) No, but it was my passion there in that present moment with what I had at my job. So I harnessed that, made it into my superpower. And I always got compliments on how organized it was, how stocked it was, how prepared I was, because I found what I was passionate about in this little segment of this job and I made it my superpower. That is really good. And you do that in your household duties as well, uh, which is harness that superpower by division of labor, right? Your husband, Connor, doesn't love doing laundry, uh, but it's not your favorite either, but it's better than doing dishes. So he does the dishes, which he likes more than doing laundry. So you've really found your passions in each area as well. So I thought that was a great example uh, of your superpowers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is just figuring out what you enjoy. What is it that, not that you like, oh, I really desire to do these things, but what can you find a little bit of joy in? (laughs) When I finish the laundry, I hate laundry. Like I genuinely hate laundry. But when I finish the laundry and I have it all folded and all organized, I feel that bit of passion and joy. Like I did this, I was able to come up with this product and now it's all done. it's done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I can admire the work that I did because I know that I was able to put that little bit of passion into it to make sure that the end result was something I'm proud of. Yeah, I uh, usually do a dance of joy when I do something that I'm proud of, or a Rocky dance. I did it. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Anyway, let's move on from that, unless you had anything else to add. You know, we have, I guess we're talking about a lot of wives' tales or adages, and you had one that a jack of all trades is a master of none. And, uh, you know, I've heard that over and over again, but you had a different take on it, so I'd kind of like to hear hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think that quote is something that a lot of us hear often. And sometimes it can be really discouraging, like master of all trades. Okay, you can do a lot of different things, but you're really not a master of any of them. Like you can do a lot of things, but you're not a master of any of them. And I felt like for a long time, that quote was, it just made me feel bad about myself. I'm like, I have a lot of different talents. I have a lot of things that I do well and I enjoy doing a lot of different passions, but I'm not a master of one specific thing. And I always felt like I was less than because of that. But I actually heard, I think it was 
had to be on Instagram reels or something. There was some audio sequence that I listened to and I was like, holy crap, what? And it actually talked about how that is only part of the quote. The quote is actually a lot bigger than that, not dramatically bigger, but double in its size. And it changes the entire meaning of the quote. So I'm going to read the actual quote. It's a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. I've never heard that full saying before. So I go from feeling totally worthless because I am a jack of all trades, but have zero mastery to realizing that oftentimes that is better than only having one singular passion. And for me, that was really reassuring. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So we're not necessarily just supposed to focus on being a doctor or focus on being a professional tennis player or focus on being a chef in the kitchen. And that's my only passion, my only trade that I can do. It is important to diversify your trades. And I've heard it said that it's important to have five different hobbies and there should be a hobby from, for different areas of your life. So I'll discuss the five different hobbies really briefly. So you want to have some sort of a creative hobby, whether that's writing, drawing, creating music, I guess creating my podcast is a creative hobby, something creative to unleash your creativity. You want to have a hobby that allows you to socialize, whether that is going to coffee meetups, going to car meetups. I know a lot of guys go to those Saturday morning car meets. There are so many different hobbies that bring communities together. That is important. So you want to have a creative hobby. You want to have a hobby to socialize. You want to have a hobby to stay in shape. So whether that's climbing, going to the gym, hiking, just walking your dog, cycling, whatever that might be. You want to have some sort of a hobby to stay in shape. Yoga, that's another good one. A hobby to learn. I can't really think of any examples of hobbies to learn. I mean, like starting a new class, really using YouTube videos. Do you have any thoughts on hobbies to learn? Any examples? Well, some of them that you talked about in the previous one. Yeah, reading, uh, but uh, you're doing yoga. You're learning all of those Mm. new moves. You know, you're learning in virtually everything. So I, I think they kind of overlap a little bit. Okay, that's super helpful. And then lastly, a hobby that makes money. And I know that is a little more challenging to figure out what exactly it is, but finding something, whether you are an artist and you create some sort of a product that you can sell, if you're an author and you create some sort of thing that you can sell, if you're just a digital whiz and you know how to do drop shipping or some other sort of online way to sell things, those are the various different hobbies that we should have to develop these passions because like the quote says, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So you do want to diversify yourself so that you're not stuck in this rut, this one singular thing. Then when all hell breaks loose on that one singular thing, you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? When you have that diversification and you have more than one hobby, more than one passion, then when you're overwhelmed in one hobby or one hobby isn't suiting you for the time being, you're able to take a step back and divert your attention to something else that brings you equal joy. 
I don't know if you knew how brilliant this is, what you're talking about, but I've been doing a ton of research for our book, Graduate Project. And one of the things that was talked about was as far as a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset is this wide open. I have a number of different joys and loves and hobbies and things like that. A fixed mindset is basically that there's one and only, and that is my one thing to do. And what happens is it's great to be single-minded in certain cases, but oftentimes when a person with a fixed mindset is only one-dimensional, like you said, he's the master of that one thing. But then if something goes wrong where it's not perfect, it's not the ideal scenario, it's very easy for that person to give up because they're expecting this perfection, this utopia, romantic relationships. They're looking for that soulmate who is the perfect one. Instead of working to make things work, they think it's just supposed to be this idyllic thing. And so when struggles happen, which they always do, they tend to give up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all as young people are like, we have this idea of, oh, there's this sort of a genius idea where there's the protege that just picks up music in a heartbeat. And they're just this like wicked genius at music or whatever it is. And so we're all searching for that place of genius that we have. And we each have different places of genius, but I don't think we realize that it requires effort and work to develop those geniuses. I've seen some people people who are excellent artists. And I really love when they share on social media, their growth that they've gone through because they'll share pictures of them, their art 10 years ago, 15 years ago to today. And they are wicked geniuses today. But when you look back on their art that they show, it's like, wow, they started somewhere and they had to put in the effort to continue to develop their skills and this passion of theirs to get to this level of genius that they are now. And so it requires that intentional, if that's something that you want to develop. And that's why it's important to have those different types of passions so that when you get bored or overwhelmed with something, which I tend to do at times, I'm like, okay, enough of this. I need to put it down for a minute and do something else. Then it's not like you're abandoning ship forever. It's just like, oh, I'm going to take a step back for a second and divert my attention to something else that I'm equally passionate about so that I can have that bit of variety in my life and I can develop multiple skills at the same time. I've told the story before about Einstein. He was a polymath who had, and you think of Leonardo da Vinci and all of these who were scientists as well as artists and had all of these different breadth uh, of hobbies. And so when they would get brain block or, you know, uh, creatively blocked in one area, they'd go into one of these other areas. And then all of a sudden the answer would come Mm. to this math problem that Einstein was working. So this polymath mentality, even though we're not, you know, scholars in each of these areas, it opens up your brain synapses. So anyway, I think enough of that. I had another question that I wanted to talk about. Passion is important, but it's not the end all be all for everything. So I think we've kind of been discussing that already, but maybe you had some additional stuff to really delve into that. 
Well, the way I think about passion and what I've learned from my own personal experience is that like passion is the tip of the iceberg. Passion is that starting point. You're like, oh, I'm interested in something. I want to pursue it further. And I think there's a difference between that initial passion and something that's like a lifelong passion. But that initial passion is like the flames getting started when like motivated and driven to do something. But I think it's easy for us to think that fire stays forever that you know you're always going to be this driven and motivated and the reality is in say relationships that's called the honeymoon stage in real, <laughs> right. in real life like passions this happens the same way that flame diminishes and you still need to find the energy and the internal motivation to continue pressing on and to continue putting in the effort if that's something that you want to continue developing not saying that every passion needs to be continually developed sometimes try something new that you think you're passionate about and it just doesn't work out. Like that was for me for teaching. I did not have a passion for being inside of a classroom. I love teaching. I love working with kids. That's a passion of mine, but I don't like being in a classroom. So by putting myself out there and getting into the classroom and I spent four semesters in a classroom during my college experience, I realized that this wasn't the passion for me. Like I work with kids now, I work with them one-on-one and I love it. It is literally wonderful. It's exactly what I love to do. But that teaching aspect in a classroom was not the passion that I wanted to pursue full time. So I was able to use that experience to back off and figure out how can I use this internal passion for helping children to do something else with this passion that is more aligned with what I need to do. And so recognizing that the work is so important, that that internal motivation is not going to stay forever, no matter how much we think it is, no matter how on fire we feel like we are in the beginning, that flame does diminish and that we still need to be willing to put in the work and adjust depending, pivot depending on what we actually need long-term. Yeah, that's exactly what we all need to hear because I think of a campfire, right? And you throw the logs on, you light it, and it just, it roars up to the sky in the beginning. But 20 minutes later, it's diminished down. And then you got to stir the flame around and then the stir, it'll flame back up again. And then it diminishes down. Then maybe you got to put another log on there. So Mm -hmm. it constantly takes work to keep that fire ignited. And so I think you explained that beautifully. Anything else you want to add? I think we've dug into a lot of passion. I think passion is a really individual journey, but it's important to remember that the jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So it's okay that you are not that one sole person that is only passionate about one single thing. It's okay to have multiple interests and to diversify yourself because that gives you the experience in life and it gives you the understanding of many different things so that you can perform to your utmost ability. Yeah, I just wanted to add on that. That's a fabrication of the corporate culture. Our our whole culture sets it up so that we're a specialization. We go to school in one specialization, you know, and it's just not true. And I think it causes harm to people over the long haul. We really need to diversify uh, our interests. So anyway, I just wanted to add into that about our book, which helps you to diversify in all of these areas. We've talked about mindset, 
self-awareness, passion. And we're going to be talking about how passion builds into purpose next week. And then there's more to our book, The Graduate Project. And so we will talk about that on the next time. So make sure to tune in next week. We'll be coming back to talk about how passion and purpose are intertwined and how you can actually figure out what your purpose might be, because we all have so much in our background that can help us understand what it is that we should be doing for our next steps. And synthesizing that is really important. And so that's what we're going to be sharing next week on our discussion about purpose. So thank you guys for tuning in. And until next week, better your best you, everyone. Wait a second, guys and gals. If you are a recent or soon-to-be grad or know someone who is, then you need to get The Graduate Project, a success guide for parents and new adults. This book will definitely let parents better understand the adulting struggles that students are facing in our ever more complex society and also help graduates dramatically improve their lives. Go to Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Power Adulting for more info on this brand new book release. Ellen and I are thrilled you joined us on the Power Adulting Podcast. We love helping you and always want to improve. Feedback is essential for us to produce the absolute best show possible, especially in these early days. Could you help us out by doing a quick rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use? Take a quick pic of your review and send it to us at Power Adulting on Facebook or on Instagram. If you prefer email, the address is contact at poweradulting.com. Either way, Al and I would be immensely grateful and we'll list you on our website in the Founding Listener Hall of Fame. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Power Adulting Podcast.